Let's look at three ways in which we can defend the Christian faith by simply asking questions. My name is Ashley. This is Basement Apologetics. I just want to say today's lesson, the three questions, is based out of Tactics by Gregory Kokel, um, a fundamental book and a foundational book, in my opinion, in defending the Christian faith. So if you like this talk, please get it. It's really good. Um, and then, then Stand to Reason, in which Gregory Kokel is a part of, also brought out the summary of the book, Tactics, uh, which is a game plan for discussing your Christian convictions. And it's basically a summary of all the tools that you can use in order to defend your Christian faith. Let's go through some scenarios and think about, as we're going through them, how you would handle this situation. Scenario one, you're at the food court in Markville Mall, chilling with your friends, when out of the blue, one of your friends looks to you and say, who are we to say Christianity is better than any other religion? The essence of all the religions is love. It is not our place to tell other people how to live or believe. There's an awkward tension in the group, silence. What do you say? Hold on to that. Let's go to scenario number two. You are in the school bus and someone sees a Bible in your backpack and remarks, I've read the Bible before. It's got some interesting stories, but people take it too seriously. It was only written by men after all, and men make mistakes. You try and remember what Greg had said a couple of weeks ago, but come up blank. How do you respond? So there's a 10-second window with each and every one of these scenarios that we're going to go through. There's a 10-second window for you to respond to your friend, colleague, whoever it might be, maybe the guy who's not your friend. Um, but usually there are some things that stop us. You know, we feel anxious, nervous. Maybe you just want to keep the peace, um, preserve friendships. But what if I told you that there is a very, very easy way to work through or to respond or to diffuse a tense situation? There is a way. Here we go. Let's go back to scenario number one. Who are we to say Christianity is better than any other religion? The essence of all the religions is love. It is not our place to tell other people how to live or believe. Imagine responding with one of these four responses. Number one, how much have you studied other religions to compare the details to conclude they all have a common theme? Question number two, why would the similarities be more important than the differences? Number three. I'm curious. Did Jesus think all religions were equal? What was his stance? Number four. This is a good one. Isn't telling others to just love one another the same principle as what you are objecting to? Telling others how they should live and believe? You don't like the fact that Christianity is trying to tell you how to love or what to believe, yet you want to tell me how to love and what to believe. You see, it's self-defeating. It just doesn't work. Now, you might not always see these, but with practice, you'll get there. All right, let's look at scenario number two. I've read the Bible before. It's got some interesting stories, but people take it too seriously. It was only written by men after all, and men make mistakes. How would you respond? Well, let's look at these five questions. Do you have any books in your library? Do you find any truth in the books you read who were written by humans prone to error? Is there a reason you think the Bible is less truthful or reliable than other books, let's say the history of Canada? Do people always make mistakes when they write? 
If not, then why would you dismiss the Bible simply on that basis? Do you think if God did exist, he would be able to use humans to write down exactly what he wanted? And if not, why not? So what just happened? In both scenarios, you could have jumped on a horse and just try to defend Christianity wherever you could. Um, But you don't need to yet. You know, when someone makes a claim, hey, you know what? Christianity is like this. You're like this. You're like this because you're a Christian. They make a claim and they need to defend it. They have the burden of proof. Think about the lawyer analogy. You know, asking questions enables you to escape the charge. You know, imagine a horse is charging you. Asking questions. A question is a request for clarification, specifically so you don't twist their words. You know, when you're asking a question, well, what do you mean by that? What you're doing is clarifying what they mean. You're not assuming what they mean. That's why you're asking a question. You know, the same scripture in Proverbs that we heard, you know, those who respond before listening, shame to them. So we call these clarifying questions, and our goal is to fully understand a person's view, not to distort it. I'm going to say that again. Our goal is to fully understand their view, not to distort it. Questions are invitations to thoughtful conversations. Have you accused anyone of anything? No. Did you immediately have to defend your faith? No. Was the burden of proof now on you to defend Christ? No. By asking questions, did you remain in the driver's seat of the conversation? Yes. All right, so let's look at the Colombo tactic. Let's paint a picture real quick. Imagine you're at university, at your workplace, or in a classroom, and someone, your professor, teacher, your boss, um, you know, is, is picking on you a little bit because you're a Christian. And somewhere along the line, they heard it, and they're just bashing you a little bit. Imagine handling the situation in this way. I have, a prob- I have a problem in answering you, and I wonder if you could help me out, because you look like an intelligent person. Maybe you can clear it up for me. Do you mind if I ask you some clarifying questions? You know, the art of identifying a possible flaw in an accusation or claim is your first step in formulating your clarifying question. Here's another one. I really want to respond, but I need a little bit more info. Do you mind if I ask a question or two to better formulate a response? You know, this shows respect um, and an openness from your side to fully understand their perspective. And, you know, if we're to fully love God with all our mind, it also means loving our neighbor. You know, we want to also love them with our minds and understanding their perspective. We can't expect them to just hear Christianity if Christians don't hear them out as well. So in the beginning of the video, I said there are three questions that can help you in defending Christianity. And here they go. Question number one, what do you mean by that? It said again, what do you mean by that? You know, someone might ask you, hey, do you believe in evolution? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by evolution? Which evolution are you referring to? Micro or macro evolution? Um, You know, and then they get to share what they mean by the word evolution. What about all the evil in the world? Well, what do you mean by evil? What makes bad things bad? How do you know what's good or bad? What objective moral standard is there outside yourself that is telling you that something is good or bad? You know, there has to be an objective moral standard um, 
Because if it's just me and you saying what's right or wrong, um, then anyone can do whatever they want if they think they're right or wrong. Anyway, you asked a question, right? Do you take the Bible literally? Well, that depends on what you mean by literally. What specifically were you thinking of? You know, we're asking clarifying questions. Science has proven there is no God. Really? Precisely how did science do that? Abortion is okay because a fetus is a human but not a person. Really? What's the difference between the two? Everything is relative. Would that apply to your statement saying everything is relative? Um, because if it does, then it defeats your own statement. You can't say everything is relative if your own thing that you just said is relative as well, because then it means everything can't be relative, right? If your statement saying everything is relative is true, it means it's absolutely true. It's absolute truth. Anyway, all right. So the climate question is an excellent conversation starter. No, not a debate starter, <laughs> but it works for that too, if, if that's what it comes down to. So let's take a look at the second question. The first one was, what do you mean by that? The second one is, how did you come to that conclusion? Now, what this means is, you know, when a claim is made, there's usually a conclusion behind why you made the claim. Something along your journey made you believe what you believe. And, you know, it's the why behind what you believe. And that is your conclusion. You know, how did you come to that conclusion? So let's take the, you know, one of the questions. Science has proven there is no God. Well, what do you mean by that? You know, or how exactly has science done that? And then the person's now, well, he's got to explain and you don't bear the burden of proof. Um, but then after that, you ask the second Columbo question. Well, how did you come to the conclusion that science has disproved God's existence? You know, what about everything that you've just said? You personally, what about all of that made you decide, therefore there is no God? You know, and it's usually around the second question. If people haven't actually thought about why they believe what they believe, if they've read it on a meme and they just took that stance because they want to go against authority, who knows what. Um, but this is usually the time in which someone doesn't know why they actually believe what they believe or what brought them to their conclusion. They just decided, uh, you know what, this sounds pretty good. It's a stance I'm going to take. Now, it's not your job to exploit that. Um, but what we've done is... That's where you put the rock in their shoe. That's, oh man, why why do I believe or think that science disproved God? You know, and that's where, we, that's where we want. We want people wondering about why they're believing in what they believe. That's our job. And then the third question is a guiding question. So, you know, the third question, again, requires you to have knowledge about it. So you could say, well, do you agree that God claims to be supernatural? And he or she might say, well, yeah, the God that doesn't exist. In your Bible, it does say um, or seem like he's supernatural. Um, so you can ask a guiding question. How would science, um, which is dependent on natural laws, be able to prove something doesn't exist which is beyond the natural laws? Like, you can't use natural laws to prove something that is beyond them. Um, you know, you can't prove... God, who is supernatural, doesn't exist by applying natural laws to something that is supernatural or beyond natural. Um, you know, that's a guiding question, but you're making a statement within the question. 
Um, you know, or what science disproves God? How do you come to a conclusion? Well, the Big Bang happened. The Big Bang brought everything into existence. So you could ask, well, how does the Big Bang disprove God? One argument doesn't automatically mean a different argument is wrong. It just means you have two arguments, right? So unless you're specifically refuting the existence or happening of something else, it's not to say something didn't happen. So again, the third question requires you to have knowledge in something. You know, I just asked my wife this question. Um, how would you respond if someone says science disproves God? Um, and she, I'm not going to say what she said. Um, but then I gave her this lesson on these three questions. And um, now I'm going to use this as, a, as an example again for the third guiding question. If someone says, hey, you know what? Science does not, science proves there's no God. You can ask, well, what do you mean by that? First Columbo question, right? First Columbo tactic. And the person will say what they mean by that. Um, then you ask question number two, you know, how did you come to that conclusion? Um, what brought you to the conclusion that God does not exist? Um, what scientific evidence brought you to the conclusion that God cannot exist? Um, you know, and, and here's a, here's a crucial point. They might flip the question back right at you. They might say, well, how can you prove God does exist? Don't fall for the trap because you haven't made a claim yet. You're just asking for clarification on their claim. They said science disproves God. Um, so you're asking, well, how? Prove it is essentially what you're saying. Hey, just a side note. The three questions we're working through can easily turn into a manipulative tool. That's not our job. That's not why we're here. So we're here to ask questions to understand we're here to ask questions to clarify what they mean when they're saying what they're saying. All right. Our goal in using tactics or even just doing apologetics is putting a stone in their shoe. That's it. You know, giving something that is worth thinking about. It's when they leave the conversation, they just can't help but wonder what you shared. Now, it's, it's very unlikely that you're going to convert someone to Christianity right there and then. But man, if you can take them one step closer, you've done your job. You know, God works in, in ways that we can't fully comprehend. And he's working within people's hearts after your conversation. You know, there's going to be a point where you have to give a reason for why you believe. You can't just keep on asking questions. Questions are going to put a stone in their shoe um, and shake why they believe what they believe, perhaps. Um, and that's your job with regards to that. But then you still have to give a reason for your belief. Um, but you might sometimes find yourself in a situation where you just don't know. You feel, you know, this conversation is too advanced for me. I will never be able to understand what they're saying. Um, and if you ever find yourself in a situation, um, you don't need to be afraid. Um, because by saying something like, you know what, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to go and read up on it and I'm going to get back to you. By saying that, you're immediately diffusing the situation. You're immediately relieving yourself um, from immediately having to answer right now. Um, but it's really important to get back to the person. Don't just say that as an escape. Um, you know, go and read up and think about, hey, how did I handle this? What possible questions could I have had asked and get back to the person? Because we're not just scapegoats. We have to give a reason for why we believe. Um, but we can also clarify and ask why people believe what they believe. Uh, the burden of proof is not only on us. If people make a statement, they got to 
prove their statement. All right, so let's look at a summary of the lesson that we just went through. There are three questions. Question number one, what do you mean by that? Question number two, how did you come to that conclusion? Question number three, guide. Have you ever thought of this? Or have you ever thought of the possibility that God could have done this? Or have you ever thought that this might not be possible due to these restrictions? That requires you to have knowledge. Sometimes you, you might not ask a third question because you're just uncertain or you just don't know enough about a certain topic, and that's fine. Things to be aware of. Let's not manipulate people. Let's not misuse these questions. Uh, let's not use it on our parents or our, or our wives or our girlfriends. Let's take me and my wife as an example. She says, you need to wash the dishes because I do this. Well, what do you mean by washing the dishes? Well, you know this. Well, how did you come to the conclusion that it's me that needs to wash them? You do not want to go down that path. All right. When someone flips a question back at you, they might ask you, well, how do you know God is true? Nope. Call them out on it and bring them back to them having to give a reason why they made the claim that they made. Don't fall for that trap. If you feel you don't know how to answer, if you feel you're a bit overwhelmed um, and you're just not sure, tell them, hey, you know what? I'm not sure right now. I would love to go and read up on it, but I'll get back to you and, and we can continue the conversation. Because right there, you've diffused the situation and you can therefore step out Go do research, go read up, contact Greg, contact me, contact whoever you want. And in this case, Greg is the youth pastor, right? Um, or if you're in a different church, whoever is your leader. And ask, do research and better yourself. So that's the lesson on tactics, the three questions that we can ask. If you want more content like this, go over to my YouTube channel, Basement Apologetics, and subscribe to the channel, and you'll be updated with any future content of the videos. You can also go to my website, ashvanderwald.com, and there you can read some blog posts. I'm also a worship leader, uh, love tech, so I write a whole bunch of other stuff around that as well. Um, or you can go to my podcast, Basement Apologetics, and just listen while you're doing something else. That's a wrap.